Hello and welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in small towns across the Midwest. I'm your host, Allison Hassler with Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals. And I'm Russell Williams. I'm director of Ethos Small Business Incubator and co-working spaces here in downtown Marion, Illinois. Thanks for joining us. You are in the historic Citadel building right here on Tower Square Plaza. And we want to thank our sponsors for also making this podcast possible. And that includes Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond Harley-Davidson and RV, uh, the Swinford Media Group, a Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and of course our producer, Union Street Arts. And you can join the Small Town Big Business community by subscribing to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and in addition to that, Facebook and YouTube. Remember, subscribing is free, and that will give you notifications when we release new podcasts every two weeks. And if you want to know more about the Small Town Big Business Podcast, you might be one of our guests. Uh, just contact me at russell at watermarkethos.org. You can also ask questions about Ethos Small Business Incubator and co-working spaces. You can also find us on Facebook, and it is Ethos at the Citadel on Tower Square. And if you are new to our podcast, welcome and thank you for joining us. We interview successful business owners that thrive in small towns and finding out what it is that makes them tick. Our special guest today is Shane Walker of 618 Fight Fitness. How's it going, Shane? It's going great. Thanks for having me on here today. We've been trying to get you on here. I know. It's been a while. (laughs) We've been busy, but we're here now. You've been very, very busy. That's right. I'm so glad you can join us. Thank Thank you again. So we're going to dig into some questions okay. and find out about you and your business okay. here in Marion. Well, we can start out with what is 618 Fight Fitness? So uh, 618 Fight Fitness, Fight Fitness 618 is a hybrid martial arts studio. Um, I teach boxing, kickboxing to adults, and then I teach Kempo Jitsu to the children's class. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much the the basics of what we're doing there. So. Full disclosure, my son, Joshua, who's going to turn nine this Saturday, right. has been part of your program for the last year. Yes. Joshua Orange Belt now, I do believe. Yeah. Joshua. Um, yeah, Joshua, every every ch- child in the dojo brings a special dynamic to the dojo, and um, Joshua, he brings uh, something special to the dojo, um, which is determination. Never gives up, never quits. May not be able to do the exact technique or do the exact everything everybody else is doing, but he won't quit. He'll keep trying. So every child brings a special dynamic, and that's his. He has resiliency. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd you get into this? What's your life story? So I've always been into um, martial arts all my life. When I was a a little kid, you know, watching Ninja Turtles, watching Mm -hmm. Bruce Lee and... Uh, Chuck Norris and just watching TV is where you first get your experience with uh, martial arts and um, for me it was Bruce Lee and and um, always wanted to do it but it was something that at the time uh, my single mother couldn't afford to do mm-hmm. and actually I would walk past this uh, martial arts studio right here yeah, every right day here. on my way mm-hmm. to Washington school and okay. I would always want to go in there and and practice but couldn't but my mother would rent me the movies we would go to the circus video and we would rent videos and I would come home and watch the movies and practice in my room and so it was always a passion something I wanted to do but when I became an adult I kind of lost that vision you know going through high school and then going through your your early 20s mm-hmm. and um, I seen a, a martial arts uh, fight on TV and it brought that spark right back in me. It was like that, that very next weekend I started training at a gym 
at a dojo and now rocky did that for me but i didn't really right. get that far down right. the road right. but, but still when i watch it i'm like that theme, yeah, gets that you theme music yeah mm-hmm. get you ready so yeah so that's what what started it and now we're where we're at now that's I, awesome i always had the warning of when my brother would watch my older brother by four years would watch a john claude van damme movie oh, yeah. i knew that he would turn around after those credits lined up and i was in for it yeah. i was going to be the sparring partner whether yeah. i wanted to be yeah. or not so yeah. <laughs> That's right. So you grew up here. Yes, I grew up in Marion, born and raised in Marion. Um, I lived here pretty much all my life, even as an adult, but I have moved away um, and lived in several different places. But the majority of my life is spent right here in Marion. Yeah. We both lived in Atlanta in in Mm -hmm. Georgia. So we both had that big city experience, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Yeah. 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 So what is your favorite part about... Uh, being a business owner and starting 6185 Fitness? My, mm, what's the best part about being a business owner? Yeah. I think the best part about being a business owner is the sense that you control your destiny. I think that's like the most gratifying part of it is like you're, you're, you're controlling your destiny. And then the, the freedom to make changes where you see, because that's something I've working for you know all my life you see something in the business you're working for that you want to change but you can't change it mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the best things when you're owning your own business that you get to be hands-on and make those changes um, when you see fit to make them that's one of the the best parts of it yeah so ownership was always part of your plan I mean yeah I mean even since I was a kid I always rem- I never remembered ever saying I wanted to work at something. I've always wanted to create something. Mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, vividly uh, wanting to start a clothing line when I was in my, my early teens um, and doing different things like that. Public speaking was something I, I was thinking about when I was a teen as well. So I feel like I'm going in the direction of where mm-hmm. I was chosen to do. I, I don't think I was ever the one to want to um, go do a service that I wasn't providing myself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. When you started your business, were you working somewhere else? Were you, I mean, what, what was that transition like? Did you have to overlap a little bit before yeah. you could step into that role? So I was living in um, Georgia and I decided that I was going to start my own business and I uh, used my 401k at the job I was working at that time to help fund that. But when I moved back to Marion, um, I actually came to Marion to visit a few weeks before I decided to put my two weeks notice in. Mm-hmm. And I met with a few landlords to find a location and I had the, the promise on the location. So I went back home, put my two weeks notice in, cashed out my 401k. And when I moved back, I was a longtime employee for um, Mike Mills at 17th Street. Mm-hmm. And um, I reached out to them. The whole time I've been gone, I've always would come back and work for them um, at their cook-off. So I knew I was um, had a, a type of job waiting for yeah. me. So when I came back, they offered me a management job to help me make that transition. So mm-hmm. uh, for about a couple months, I worked there managing, helping them at the mm-hmm. restaurant while I was building out the, the dojo and getting all that ready. Yeah. So. Well, that's really cool because it sounds like they knew the writing was on the wall that you weren't going to stay there very long, right. but they were able to help you out, and get, which is a beauty of another small business owner mm-hmm. right. in the um, supporting you in your transition. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Yep. Yeah, and you had some management experience there, so that yeah. comes into play here. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. everything that I, that I do in my business, because um, you know, I wear all the hats right now, pretty much all the hats in, in what I do. 
every single thing that I'm able to do is because of all my work experience from yeah. food and beverage to call center work to construction work. Everything has played a part in what I do now. That's great. Yep, everything. Yeah. Well, I call you, you know, a developer of people. I think that's what we have in common because it doesn't matter what age you are, we're trying to help somebody else be successful. Mm-hmm. And so even though you don't employ staff right now, you do have some people that you've developed into leaders and mm-hmm. coaches and teachers at right. your place, right? Right. Yeah. So um, I do have a, a crew of people um, at the dojo that helps me out. I do have some student, um, some youth student um coaches and I have some parent coaches as well to help coach and help you know facilitate all type of stuff around the around the dojo Um, is definitely not me alone Mm -hmm. Um, I got a great team of people and that was one thing I seen in the the questions we were going over it was like Mm -hmm. um, that was one thing I wanted to mention was that the people in the dojo make the dojo I don't make the dojo Mm -hmm. and when I first opened the dojo up I was always thinking you know you got this magic number because you're counting your bills and you're like at this many people this many memberships and what I've grown to realize real quick is not the quantity of members it's the quality of members yeah Mm -hmm. um the 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 quality like during the pandemic I had members that stayed with me even though I couldn't offer them a service because they Mm -hmm. believed in um, that are always willing to help with anything we do, like the tournaments and all that stuff. I couldn't do that stuff by myself. Yeah. And they're, they're always there willing to help and, and do their part to make everything work. Good. So do you feel you have community support too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like the dojo itself, the, the small community we have inside of there is one thing, but then also the community, the, the Marion, the Southern Illinois has been behind the dojo 100%. From the day we opened, I did my grand opening, I had maybe 10 businesses uh, donate to a gift basket for a mm-hmm. raffle at the grand opening. Um, and then we've had uh, local businesses sponsor everything we've done up until this point. You know, we've got students traveling to Nashville, Milwaukee, um, St. Louis, all over. That stuff costs money. It's an yeah. expensive sport to participate in on a high level and the community has backed these, these kids and competing in these things. Uh, the tournaments we've done, the community has been there to support and help bring these tournaments to Southern Illinois. So yeah, it's been great. Yeah, great support. Talk about those tournaments because they're they're new for Marion, and yeah. it's because you brought them here. Right. Well, um, Marion, we've had in the past, and this is back when I when I moved here, we had uh, mixed martial art events here in Marion, but we never had a, a tournament uh, for the youth. Mm-hmm. and a tournament for beginners. So it's kind of like an incubator for if kids really want to take this serious and go on to a high level, they'll get the experience in these tournaments. Um, the tournaments that we're hosting here in Marion is the IKF, which is the International Kickboxing Federation. And uh, me and my students were traveling to go to these tournaments, traveling to St. Louis, traveling to Nashville, all over to go to these tournaments. And that costs a lot of money. These parents mm-hmm. got to pack up, take off work, do everything to get there. And then we have to pay to enter the tournaments also. Um, and we were going to the tournaments doing really well. And I have a pretty big school. I didn't realize how big our school was um, because I come from a city with big schools. But our, mm-hmm. our school is right there on that level. And I asked the promoters there, how can we get this in our town? You know, I explained to them where we're located at. You know, the, there's like four or five major cities you can get here within three to four hours from any direction. And it made sense to them. And um, they seen what I was doing and it made sense um, 
to them and it makes sense for me to have the tournament here so we kind of uh, came together they made me a promoter mm. and now we have the events in here in marion which saves yeah. my parents from having to travel yeah and we're also we're better located like st louis can get here quick memphis can get here quick That's nashville good. can get here quick yeah. indianapolis uh chicago everybody can get here with a pretty much fair fair drive for everybody so it's like even battlegrounds yeah and you had this first tournament just a few weeks ago it was mm-hmm. the beginning of march or eight or uh, february six march six okay and you had it at the pavilion right uh, which is the biggest event center that mm-hmm. we have here in marion that's spectacular congratulations yeah. thank yeah. you i appreciate that appreciate that how many awesome. folks were involved in that so the tournament we had over five different states show up 15 different schools uh, compete in it. And um, I would, looking at the, the the pictures, I would say there's probably about 300 spectators yeah. that came and watched. So yeah. it was pretty good. Wow. It turned out great for the first one. Yeah. And I'm hoping the next one, um, April one. 15th, to be yeah. even bigger than that one. That's so excellent. So Congratulations. Cool. Yep. So Thank cool. You. Much success. Thank you. Well, what's a day in the life of Shane Walker, entrepreneur? business owner what does that look like this is a new allison this question is, by is, the way for those who have been watching and like and they just ask the same questions no we don't ask the same right, questions. And, it's a, <laughs> and it's a tricky question um because it's different every day yeah. uh but the main difference is just because of how my time is set up because the dojo isn't from it's you know my first class is at five o'clock um so it seems like i have all this leisure time up until five o'clock and that's not the case. Um, there's a lot <laughs> and that's of, exactly why right, I want to ask this question. <laughs> that's, that's not the case. There's a lot of um, uh, marketing that you have to do every day. You have to constantly be um, on top of your game with the marketing. And you have to just also look for new ways every day to um, keep the business growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe if it's not growing, even if it's just uh, adding a new picture on the wall, it's dying. Mm-hmm. Like, so I believe that like every day I'm trying to figure out how to keep this thing growing. And like I say, even if it's just adding artwork on the wall, it's something has to get done every day to keep the place growing or it's dying. That's, mm-hmm. that's, um, what I think in business. And so that's what I'm doing every day is trying to figure out how to keep this thing growing, whether I'm just Googling, researching, mm-hmm. reading, um, uh, networking, brainstorming you know mm-hmm. that's that's mostly the the day but as far as getting to work like i tell the students also there was a time when i did have to go to to a job and work for someone else mm-hmm. which is honorable and nothing wrong with that but i remember when i would be there i would be counting the clock to leave like when I'm, like watching the clock to leave and mm-hmm. now i tell my students all the time i'm sitting at home mm-hmm. watching the clock can't wait to get here that's at five o'clock yeah. so that's yeah. one of those great things that's the the dynamic has changed from sitting there watching the clock ready to clock out to i'm in my day to day and i can't wait to go clock in so mm-hmm. that's been one of the uh something cool about it yeah has it been tough developing this particular business in a small town uh I think it hasn't been that hard for me because there wasn't that many martial arts studios in the town already. Um, I think the challenge has been figuring out how to market and that it makes sense um, financially wise Mm -hmm. Um, because you can just pretty much rely on Facebook, um, Mm -hmm. but you want to do more than that. Um, but as far as starting out in Marion, it hasn't been hard, like I said, because of the community support, being born here, knowing a lot of people, 
you know, having a track record in martial arts and a lot of the people that are my age, I went to school with them and now I'm teaching their kids. So they already had a familiarity. Uh, they already were familiar with me from, mm -hmm. from school and growing up with me. And they followed me on my martial arts journey. And I think that inspired some people. And then, um, you know, I'm picking a lot of uh, momentum up off of that, being yeah. consistent for the, that many years. Um, but yeah. I don't think it's been too much of a challenge, but I feel like when starting any business, if there's already an existing business in that market, you can't be the same. You have yeah. to be uh, different and better also. Yeah. So I think that's also, I think I brought a lot of my experience from the city as far as the aesthetics and the, yeah. and the way we um, market and brand the business has been a little bit different than the martial arts studios in the past. And I think that's gave me a big leap as well. Yeah. I think your personal credibility adds a lot of that yeah. too, because I you know, knew about you on Facebook and then you and I met here mm -hmm. at the Citadel before our kids got involved in, oh, yeah. the, in the program. And I think it was my trust that you're a relate relatable pe person. You know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to throw something out there that, you know, you don't know, right. you know, it's a program mm -hmm. you know about, but you don't know it. It's because you went through all these stages yourself, mm -hmm. you developed yourself and now you want to help other yep. people and you, you show up and you do it. And what you say you're going to do, you do it. Yeah. And, uh, and I love it lately. You've, you've allowed the, the students to know that, um, this is when, uh, the time is that, that you can move up, you can go from one belt to the next belt. Right. And so that inspires the kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the newer things that you're doing. And I, I love that because it's like, Hey, I've got till this date, you know, or, yeah. or Joshua tells us I've got to this date to move up into yeah. that. And so he knows that's something to look forward to in yeah. the track. And that's something that came along with growing, uh, growing as fast as we did, um, you know, with business, a lot of times people think you have to have it all figured out right now, have it all ironed out. Mm. And that's, no, you need to just do it. Just like when you were born, I mean, you just go and as you grow, you will. And that was one of the adjustments we had to make because I grew almost double the students yeah. within like a two month mm -hmm. time. And it was like when it was just 20 students, it was easy to keep up with all 20 and figure mm -hmm. out who's ready to do this. Not anymore. So and it was like, but when I was talking about earlier about being able to make adjustments right when it was like one day sitting there like, oh, this is too much. Yeah. That night typed up the new this is how we're doing it tomorrow and was able yeah. to implement that the next day, put it into play. Yeah, and good. already see benefits from it. Yeah. So that's another reason why I like um, being in business for myself. But yeah, little yeah. things like that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the tactical resources that has helped your business in terms of growth or pivoting or um, you know, increasing numbers. You, you'd mentioned social media. That's mm -hmm. been a, a great tool for you to be able to help promote, but are there any other uh, resources that you've found that are really valuable uh, for your business, especially because you've, you have grown so right. fast? The number one resource is the members, is the, is the customers you currently have right now, what you have right now taking care of them is yeah. your number one resource because they're going to spread the word they're going to promote and wear your brand they're going to share your post so like facebook's no good if you don't have the community you know it, like so everything starts with um taking care of what you have so if you're starting anything and you got five customers you just take care of those five customers yeah. and then they'll take care of you they'll that's your number one resource is your as your clientele your customers your members 
um, is just taking great care of them. Delivering more than you promised mm -hmm. is um, is another big thing. Um, you know, I had read in books before, like if you want to raise, you got to do more than you're paid for before you're before mm -hmm. you're even. And it's the same thing as an entrepreneur. You have to do like if you're telling you're going to do this, do more than what you provided, um, what you said you were going to provide. Um, Very well said. Is your number yeah. one is the number one way to get more business or to grow? I think. Yeah, and you have whole families involved in the programs now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have mom or dad or both oh, yeah. in an adult program, and then their kids are in programs. Oh yeah, I have families where they have all three of their kids doing the kids class, and then both of the parents are doing the adult class, or maybe the two of the kids do the martial art class, and one parent does the class, but the other parent is a, is involved in everything we're doing as far as setting stuff up for tournaments, and everything. So yeah. it's come. Um, and it's a family in there. And I say member and, and use words like that, you know, uh, business talk, but they're definitely family. Um, yeah. they, they've taken care of me, and I try my best to, to take care of them. Yeah, well, well, that's community. What mm -hmm. you've done is yeah. you've built your own community right. there where people Absolutely. feel like this is where they belong, mm -hmm. right? And they're growing, right. and you're inspiring them and leading them to the next level, mm -hmm. which is what great communities do. Yep. So that's awesome. What are some of the benefits that you see in your members and how uh, the dojo helps them grow and you know it's it's more than just the physical components mm -hmm. of, of the fighting that they're learning but what is it that you see and how they grow and how does it how does um, fight fitness uh, benefit the members so um, for the children and the adults sometimes it's the same but sometimes it's different uh, for the kids the main thing that I see that they get from it from me um, being their coach is okay there is there is something that's going to be tough and consistently tough all the time like there's there is some things and some people that are going to be consistently tough and that's one of the things I think they get from it. Um, I think they also learn that they can do a lot more than they thought they could do. Because um, I try to push them all the way into that point of breaking. And, and there's kids that cry almost every day just from the simple five-minute run we do at the beginning. <laughs> but when they get that run done, and they may cry, but then the next time they come in and then they can do it, and they still struggle, and then they start doing it no problem, and then they'll see a new kid come in. Now they're down the line, yeah. and they see them come in and run, and then they can look back on that and be like, I was there at one point, and then this kid has somebody to look up to. So I think it, um, they see their growth immediately. Um, not, not instantly, but they see their growth fast, and um, they get confidence from being that there's Being able to defend yourself comes with confidence there's no yeah. way it can't come with it and I think when they see how hard it is to train and do it and they're getting through it and they're doing it and they know how to defend themselves that confidence bleeds into everything they're doing in life because it's, it's done it for me um, yeah. you know I've had my everybody has their insecurities or whatever but from doing martial arts being humbled from martial arts it's not about like um, it humbles you um, especially when you're an adult and doing it on a high level, you get humbled really quick um, by it. And I think that has helped me grow as a person and made me more confident as yeah. a person. I think that's what they get from it. Yeah. The most you, thing is confidence. I mean, you provide a great service to our families. I mean, because 
we're no longer raised on farms, so we're not being disciplined by working mm-hmm. with our mom and dads on farms or, yeah. you know, industry and things like that. And so yeah. where in our community can our kids learn discipline? Because at home on a screen, mm-hmm. on electronics, they're being entertained, but they're not learning any discipline, yeah. right? Yeah. And so parents need help. Parents mm-hmm. can only do so much. Yep. So you come alongside parents and you're like, I mean, you're the sensei. Our, right. our Joshua right. is like, it's sensei, it's sensei, See, right? Joshua's serious about it. <laughs> he is. And so you've added, because it's what we were looking for, mm-hmm. for our son Joshua. Yeah. Whether he's going to be a great fighter or not is right. not as important to us, as in he needs somebody other than us mm-hmm. to learn some discipline. Yep. And you've added that to yep. our lives. Awesome. I appreciate that very much. I appreciate much. you bringing him in and trusting me to do that for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. If you were to go back and you know, tell either your, your younger self what getting started when you're in Atlanta and you had that, um, you know, that spark of wanting to start the, um, start this business. What would you say to yourself as advice that maybe you didn't know then that, you know, now, or, uh, that feeding that energy into, um, another entrepreneur, a budding entrepreneur, entrepreneur, uh, what advice would you give to, to that person or to your right. younger self? Um, the advice I would give is that you have to get rid of doubt. If you have doubt and anything you're doing, it's probably not going to work. You have to get rid of doubt. Um, you have to be your own biggest fan, your own biggest believer. So you have mm-hmm. to, um, you know, a lot of people won't won't be cheering for you or cheering for your ideal because they may have a fear of doing something or they just don't see it. It's not their vision. It's not their dream. So you have to accept that there may be a time period uh, when you're trying to pursue something where you're the only fan and you're the biggest fan and you're the only one that believes in it. Um, And you have to accept that even if it's, you know, friends, family members, close people to you, um, you have to be your own. Don't expect anybody to be more of a fan for whatever you're dreaming than yourself. If, mm-hmm. if you have to be, you have to believe it 100%. And then if you believe it 100%, um, you don't have to do it all in one day, just one brick at a time. Like don't try to just build the whole brick wall, just lay one brick and then tomorrow lay another perfect brick and then tomorrow lay another one and then you'll have the wall. And I think if you do that, you'll be on your way and then just believe it whatever you're doing don't do it for um do it for yourself like do it to don't do something because it's a trend like sometimes i know people get into business because it's a trend Mm -hmm. um these businesses are popping up so it's a trend Mm -hmm. to get it like whatever you're passionate about and sometimes you have to go back to when you're a youth to find that um and i think when as we grow we get influenced by a lot of things in life, so we we push what we thought like a martial arts, push that to the side. I need to go work, uh, do this, and then uh, I think that's a lot of our dreams. And people, you ask them, "What's your dream? What's your passion?" They say they don't know. They know. I just think they're too. They are embarrassed to say what it is because they may they feel how you're gonna feel about it, or they think you're gonna say something about it. But I encourage everybody, whatever that. Um, when you were a kid or a young adult and you're thinking this is what I wanted to do in life, that's probably what you need to go do in life. That's mm-hmm. probably your calling right there. Yeah. You've just been avoiding it. Well, you really have been living your dream. Oh, yeah, I have. Right? Lately. And you're about to be a daddy. Yeah. That's, so, that's exciting. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but what's next? Other than being daddy, which is big, I tell you right now, that's big. Mm-hmm. But well, other than, you know, this dream that you're really living, you've done great things for mm-hmm. our community and it's going to keep going, tournaments here in our region. 
what what else got anything else out there so um, right now just the dojo um, promoting tournaments is the, the the second you know what I'm diving in right now is promoting tournaments and then you know obviously I have a child on the way but in the future I want to do more um, you know I want to have the dojo I want to do tournaments and I want to do some like commentating on fights and ring announcing I want to get back into that type of stuff cool. as well you've done a lot of that yeah so that's some of the stuff I want to do yeah maybe do your own podcast again I don't know about the podcast. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of like it's a lot of work. It's scheduling. a lot of work. It's a, it's lining a lot people up and getting. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of work to do a podcast. Um, yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I, that's something I want to do. But I do want to go on more podcasts and be on. There you be better at this. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, there's um, another question that we have been asking everybody is that with ethos being here and being an incubator for small businesses um, what would be something that you would find uh, very helpful as an entrepreneur if you were to start another business um, what types of resources would be beneficial for a growing business such as yours I think a resources would be um off the top of my mind, thinking about like if a new business is coming in town, what what would help them? What would they need? I think um, kind of like a like a book, and in this book, my in my mind, I'm seeing this book that has everyone that has commercial spaces in it. Mm. In this book, I see everyone that offers media type stuff mm. in it. In this book, I see everyone that offers. Um, you know, anything business related, um, marketing in it. So where you have this one, like you come to town, here's the Magic Marion book, you open it up, you can find you can find realtors in this book for, for commercial space, you can find, you know, that's just mm -hmm. something in my mind that I think that would, like this glossary to help you get going, in which I feel like the, the ethos would facilitate that mm -hmm. glossary. Yeah. yeah, that's excellent. That's how we first met. We just talked about that yep. up here. That's excellent. Are we missing anything? Anything else you want to include? Um, not that I can think of. Yeah. Well, you've been excellent. Well, thank you guys for having me on here. I'm a nervous yeah. man. Did you feel a little <laughs> bit more comfortable? You seem comfortable. Uh, yeah, very comfortable. Oh, I'm yeah. Not, see, I'm itching and have my, have my nervous <laughs> twitches going on here. Well, Sensei, Shane Walker, Fight Fitness, Marion, Illinois, thank yep. you so much for thank joining you. us. Thank you for this having me. This was fun. Appreciate this it. This is. Yeah. We're I'm gonna, excited. I feel like I want to try. Yeah. Yeah, you got to bring your kids thoughts. in there and have them try a class yeah. on, on a Tuesday or uh, Tuesday or Thursday with Joshua. Yeah. Have them yeah. come in and try a class. They'll like it. That'd be excellent. Yeah. So, so good. Well, thank you. And thanks for all of our supporters and listeners of Small Town Big Business. We want to thank you for watching and listening to our podcast. We also want to thank our sponsors for making this possible. And that includes Fowler Heating and Cooling, uh, Arcadia Wealth Group, the Black Diamond Harley Davidson and RV. Uh, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and of course our producer, Union Street Arts, and that's Luke O'Neill uh, at Union Street Arts. Thank you so much for producing our podcast. If you're interested in your own podcast, just reach out to Luke O'Neill at Union Street Arts. And look for the Small Town Big Business episodes wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podbean, and Apple. And of course, we're also on the full-length feature film, with Facebook and YouTube. Subscribing is free and you will get the upcoming episodes that are released every two weeks.
Thanks for joining us. I'm Russell Williams. And I'm Allison Hassler. Have a great one. See you next time. <laughs>